Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's Where's the the Lemonade? Lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, Maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. (laughs) On today's episode... We're going to talk about COVID, the Great Divide. The Great Divide. So today we're going to talk about how COVID is starting to divide our nation in weird ways. I never thought there'd be a division in people that will wear a mask, that won't wear a mask, and just don't care. It is it is very divisive, isn't it? I feel like our, our country was already um, divided on so many topics, and now I feel like there's just been so many more to divide us and who knew that a pandemic was going to be so divisive right well yeah i mean look at the grocery store and worse is lowe's right everyone goes to lowe's and when you walk into lowe's sometimes you have a mask on sometimes you don't and i've noticed i wear a mask maybe i don't know 70 percent of the time i'm shopping right and um if i'm not wearing the mask i feel like people are judging me and that's interesting because I feel like when I'm not wearing, um, I, sorry, I feel like when I am wearing a mask, people are judging me. Isn't that funny? I, okay, I feel so like, that is funny. So, so what I do feel, you think? I feel like people are looking at me going, oh, this, you know, she is, you know, so over the top, you know, it's not necessary. Like, that's what I feel like people are thinking. And you're thinking oh, that I, people I think- are looking at you saying, you're killing your grandma, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Don't you have respect for all the old people right here? Right. Or? So that's interesting that even you and I, we've never talked about this. That's no. funny. That we both, yeah, feel the judgment in different ways. Interesting. It's funny because I don't feel any judgment at all when I'm wearing a mask. Huh. I don't. I, I don't know why, but if I'm not wearing a mask and I see other people with masks on, I'm feeling like, yeah, maybe I should have worn my mask. You know, what are those people thinking? So, yeah. So some people believe that we need to be extra cautious during this time, right? And other people believe that their liberties have been taken away. And if I don't want to wear a mask, I shouldn't have to wear a mask. And if people are at high risk, or if you're sick, you shouldn't be out in public anyway, right? That's what people are, are saying and thinking um, about the whole mask divide. That's, that's right. And I've even heard on, on talk radio a couple of times where people say, well, I'm never going to Costco again because they're making me wear a mask. Okay, so, so don't go. Well, it's, it's, a very, it's kind of funny because this has turned into a very emotional topic. It has because I've, I've heard the same thing. People are like, you know, how dare Costco take away my freedom? No, you have freedom to shop at any store you want to. So if you don't want to wear a mask, don't go to Costco. That's fine. You know, that's your choice. But that's also their right to do what they think is right for their shoppers and their employees. Right. So it's it's interesting because some people are, are naturally overly cautious. Others aren't. Some people are afraid that their liberties are being taken by the government. Yep. Um, some feel like we, we need to sacrifice some liberties for safety. These are all really fundamental issues 
that this little unseen enemy of society is starting to uncover. Yes. And it is exacerbated in a blended family where we have... Well, why, why do you say that? Well, we now have multiple parents involved in the raising of children, and we have multiple opinions about what we should and shouldn't do. Just like you and I, you know, we're married and we have different um, views on what people are thinking about us or maybe what we should even be doing out in public as far as safety goes. Now you've got um, your co-parenting um, partner. Where tensions are already probably a little high. Right. Um, right. And, I mean, And you're taking it personally, right? It's a personal attack almost like, this is what I think we should be doing, but you're not doing it. And it's a personal attack because you're not. Right. Well, and you know what? We actually have a friend that's a life coach that has been dealing with this with a lot of blended families. She comes in and helps. And uh, we invited her to join the podcast today. Today on our podcast, we have uh, Reese Morris with uh, Reese Morris Coaching. She is a personal coach. How, how do you call that, Reese? What do yeah, you I'm a yourself? life coach. I primarily coach, coach um, moms who are feeling really dissatisfied with motherhood and um, probably a little bit in marriage too, because those end up going hand in hand. Um, and so I just help them not feel so grumpy in their mom lives. Have you seen uh, COVID have an impact on your practice at all? Absolutely. I think it's been a really big topic that people have wanted coaching around. Um, you know, it brings up a lot of stuff. It's brought up like money issues, um, safety and security issues, um, all kinds of things that have come up with COVID. I think it's, it's leveling off a little bit. It leveled off for a little while. And actually, there's been a little bit of an uptick for me in how often people want to talk about it now that things are starting to reopen a little bit. Yeah. So, so have you dealt with any blended families and how the COVID is affecting um, co-parenting? Yeah. Um, I, I've seen two main issues that come up with blended families. Um, one has been the actual shared custody. Maybe there's a parent who doesn't want the kids to be going between houses. Um, they're really wanting to, um, take the shelter in place very literally and just say the kids are at one house and that's where they need to stay. Um, and so that's been one thing that's come up. And then the other thing that's come up a lot is the different opinions that different people have about how to protect their kids and how to, prote and how to protect um, everybody's health and what the rules should be for the kids and how often they should see people and all of that stuff. Um, you know, having different rules. It's a new area that a lot of them have made the effort to figure out rules between their houses on other topics, but this is new and a lot of people don't agree on what they should be doing. Yeah, it's, well, it's, we've read it's in really some tough. Of, yeah, we've read in some of the, um, oh, the Facebook groups, right? People that are, well, I'm not letting my kids go to their, their dad's house. And the courts have basically said, you guys need to deal with this. We can't really have a court session right now. Mm -hmm. And um, but unless a change to the court order has been made, you have to follow the schedule that you've been given. 
So uh, it's, it's forced co, uh, co-parenting to happen, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think in most cases, from what I understand, um, they're supposed to be following the legal order, but there's, not, there's pretty limited options for enforcing it. Um, right. Meaning they're asking them to follow it, but if they're not, it's going to be really hard to do anything to actually enforce that court order. Right. We read somewhere where um, maybe it was somebody that had actually Zoom called with a judge and they were saying that if you were just blatantly not following the court order, there, when the courts reopened, there would be consequences to mm-hmm. your actions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that does not sound good. That does not, not sound good. No, because you're still supposed to be following your court order. Now, if the other person is also blatantly not following the COVID um, guidance that we've been given to our county, our state, you know, mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen. So, so in those it's situations, a big gray area then. yeah. So in those situations, Reese, where you, you, your, um, your clients that you've been talking with, they have had that where, oh, this, you know, my ex isn't choosing to do what I want to do. What advice are you giving them to help get through this? I, I mean, I think always a good place to start is to kind of separate the facts of the situation out from the story of the situation. Mm. And what I mean by that is most times when I have somebody coming to me with this, they're already very upset about it. They're already very worked up and um, they just think the story that they have about it is true. And in a lot of cases that might sound like, you know, he's not keeping the kids safe. He is breaking all of the rules. He is all, you know, whatever it is, um, there's kind of this story that's been built up around it. And so I always try to just kind of um, narrow it down to the facts. Like, what do you mean that he's not following all the rules? What does that really mean? Right. And um, just kind of narrow it down to the facts. And when we can get down to the facts, then we can also get a little bit more deliberate in how we think about it and how we want to approach it. Interesting. Interesting. And you were saying before we actually were recording that you have to decide who you want to be in this situation and how you want to handle this. So mm-hmm. go let's talk about that for a second. What does yeah, that mean? I think, I think once you get down to the facts of the situation, so once you can see, you know, it's not, he's not keeping the kids safe. It's he took the kids to a birthday party and I don't think he should have taken to the, the kids to this birthday party. Then it's asking yourself, who do you want to be in this situation? If these are the facts and we can't change the facts, like, especially when it's happened in the past, right? Like if, right. if you're learning that he did something or she did something that you wouldn't have chosen, um, we can't do anything about that. That's already happened. And so the next step is just deciding who you want to be in that situation. How do you want to show up as a co-parent? How do you want to show up as, um, you know, what's your role in this situation? And sometimes it might be, you know, letting them know that there might be some legal consequences, you know, depending on what the thing is, you know, maybe not for a birthday party, but, you know, withholding custody, it might be a situation where you do want to, you know, keep a record of this and talk to an attorney. I don't know, but it's, I think it's just so helpful to get to the actual facts of the situation um, before you even make that decision of how you want to show up to it. Interesting. Very interesting. Who do you want to be? Yeah. Yeah. What would you, what would you say would be some of the, the hardest 
things that co-parents are dealing with? Is it the fact that um, going, you know, safety? Is that, do you think that's the biggest thing that most people, because I know even with Paige and I, um, on, on wearing a face mask, I'll wear it more than she does when we're in public, mm -hmm. for example. You're outing me on the whole face mask <laughs> thing? Like, thank you. Wow. <laughs> You don't care about all those old people that are going to die from your Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't care about grandma. That is not true. I do. There's, no, I care. There's the, and this is a perfect example of like story versus fact, right? So the fact is Paige doesn't wear the mask in certain situations, and the story is she's going to kill all the old people. Well, I yeah, care and, about and the and old me. people. I care. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine that that would be, I mean, in Paige and I, are, are married, I imagine with co-parenting, mm -hmm. that could be even a, a wider um, mm -hmm. difference, right? Where someone may even be scared to go to the grocery store, where oh, another family's going to Lowe's. Like, I, I go to Lowe's a lot. I have mm -hmm. to admit. <laughs> but he's yeah, got a mask on. I think, um, I think that the, sorry, you'll have to cut this part out. <laughs> um, Oh, we're not cutting it out, Reese. That's this just is staying. Just this is staying. This is just gonna stay in there. It'll be a surprise to me when I listen to it. Um, no, I think I. A lot of what I teach is about um, the worst part of almost any situation, or really any situation, is the emotion that you're going to be feeling. And I think the emotion that keeps coming up for people is the fear, and this um, feeling of not having any control. And so I think those are the two major emotions that are coming up in these situations is I want to, I want to be able to decide what things my kids are doing. And when you're co-parenting, it's not hundred percent up to you to decide that. Um, and the same thing, I mean, and honestly, that's true. Even when you're not co-parenting, you know, when there's two adults in the household, just like what you guys are experiencing, um, you know, one person's assessment of what is, a worthwhile risk and what isn't is going to be different from each other and it's always this process of just navigating like you know how do i stay true to the things that i want and honor what i think is right in this situation but i also um take into account that this is another adult that has their own thoughts and their own feelings and their own um way of looking at things see Paige, i have feelings too <laughs> I told you, stuff those feelings down. I don't <laughs> want to hear about them. Stuff them down. <laughs> yeah, it's so no a difficult situation right now. I mean, COVID has made COVID, and then you know other things going on in the world right now. Um, it's it's tough to co-parent and to parent and to everyone get on the same page. Yeah. So um, yeah, and do, I do you ever? Sorry, do you ever meet with two? Like, do you ever meet with um, someone and their ex? Have you ever done that? I haven't. That okay. would be really interesting to do, but no, I haven't. No, okay. it would not be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that might be above my pay grade. <laughs> um, no, but I think, I think the other thing is, um, if you can identify that feeling that's really bothering you, because I think most times, you know, that I have, I have found it's boiled down to, a feeling of fear or a feeling of being out of control. Um, and I, I think if you can identify that feeling, first of all, you can see that it's almost never useful to operate from that feeling. So not that it's bad to feel afraid, not that it's bad to, to feel some of that out of control feeling. I think, you know, 
recognizing that these negative emotions are part of the human experience. We're not trying to fix it. That's part of being, you know, alive. It's part of the pandemic too, is experiencing some of these negative emotions, but recognizing that operating from them, letting those feelings be in charge of how you show up as a co-parent is almost never useful. And so when we can identify that's where I'm operating from right now, I'm operating from fear. I'm operating from this lack of control place and it's not helping the situation. It's not helping me be who I want to be in this situation. So what is something that's more useful? Wow. That's some good stuff. Hey, Reese, thank, thank you so much for, uh, for, you know, coming on our podcast, talking to us about this. We know a lot of listeners are out there trying to tackle these problems with their blended families. You've given some, some great, uh, great advice for us. If people want to get a hold of you, how do they reach out to you? So I, my website is reesemorriscoaching.com. No, that's not true. Hold on. <laughs> my website is reesemorris.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at reesemorriscoaching. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. And we love you. Reese is, thank you. Reese is not just a life coach that we know. She's also a dear friend who we adore and her whole family is just wonderful. So thanks so much, Reese. Thank you for having me. I love you both. And I love this podcast. I feel really lucky to be on it. Thank you so much. to our country or our society um, have actually brought our nation and even sometimes the world together. And, you know, for instance, 911, that was a very, you know, horrific thing that happened to our country, terrorism. We were attacked and it brought us all together. It didn't matter what, if you were Democratic, Republican, didn't matter what race you were, we all said, you can't do this to our country you know, we all join together and we have this. But I'm not, I'm not seeing that with this. No, we have this, you already mentioned it, this unseen microscopic little thing called COVID-19 that is tearing our country apart. It's tearing, well, it's torn our economy apart. It's torn people apart. It's torn people's views and values apart. Like it's just, it's crazy how this is so divisive. Well, I think in the beginning, it didn't tear us apart as much. For the first two or three weeks, I think everyone was like, okay, we can do this. We lock this thing down. We're all going to sacrifice a little bit. Um, and, you know, this will be over. Right. Yes. And, I think we all did think that. Yep. And it's not. And it's not like we can send the military after it. Um, nope. We, you know, and then you get differing opinions and the data on, infection rates and death rates, they're all over the place. Well, so we, don't, it, we don't know what, what news source, what media source to believe. We're getting different, you know, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very confusing, all the different information that we are being given. Even, even by, if you choose one news source to listen to, you're still getting different information constantly. So it is very confusing. And I think as the country spent months in lockdown and people are just like, this is enough is enough. Let's get back. And people are differing on that. I've seen protests um, on whether Disneyland had made a, you know, they're going to open back up and people have been saying there's petitions. Don't let them open back up. It's, it's insane. Like it's just, it's crazy. 
Well, and I think, I think when we talked to Reese, you know, she mentioned this, right? People are feeling out of control. And right. um, when you don't have control of your life or your kids' lives and the data is conflicting, it leads to um, segregation and division in, uh, in, in the society. And then when you tell people they can't go to Disneyland, all hell breaks oh, loose. Yeah, that is for <laughs> sure. Well, and this actually is affecting our family as well. Our son and uh, Jacob and his uh, fiance are getting married this summer. Whoop, whoop. Love her. And uh, yeah, well, welcome to the family, Andy. And, um, but they're not allowed to have a big wedding. Um, so all those dreams of every little girl to have the perfect wedding and the daddy-daughter dance and all that stuff is now in question. Well, and, and the hard part about that is, you know, we have seen in the news, people have had, you know, huge graduation parties or huge, you know, birthday parties or whatever, right? People are having things like that and they are trying to do the right thing and follow the, you know, guidance and um, or health orders that have been put out. They're trying to follow those guidelines. And it's hard when you see these other people going, forget it. I don't care what's, you know, what the government's telling me to do or what our, um, you know, city officials are telling us to do. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And they're trying to do the right thing. And that's, it's kind of a real bummer. Well, it just adds one more layer of decisions that have to be made on an already somewhat, I mean, planning weddings and receptions, all that is, is, can be stressful. Now you've added this one more thing on there where are there going to be restrictions? Is there a place where we can have the reception? Yeah. And just all these, or so my heart goes out to um, Jacob and Andy on this one. Uh, yeah. Really tough decisions to make. Are people going to come? Are people going to be like, I can't believe you invited me to do something like that. You know what I mean? Just the whole thing has been so stressful. So yeah. Props to them for trying to figure this out. Now, as government has been trying, um, both state, local, and federal government have been trying to figure out the right balance of safety, economy, liberties, all those sorts of things. So we hear constant changes uh, uh, from our local governments on, all right, now we're in phase two. Nope, no, nope, we're not going to go to phase three, even though we're planning to or whatever. And we just heard today there's a new ordinance that's coming out for the whole state of California. Yep, we have to wear those masks when you're out in public. That is now a requirement, I think, starting tomorrow in the state of California that you have to wear in any public place, you have to wear a mask. So I guess I better get over my fear of mask wearing. <laughs> fear of judgment of others. Of fear of judgment. Ma mask wearing. <laughs> oh, you know, heaven help us, right? This, this, um, I hope we can get through this pandemic um, peacefully. But yeah, yeah, it's just, it is fascinating that we thought this was going to be over in a few weeks and here we are months down the road and I don't see it changing anytime soon. In fact, when I heard that announcement, I thought, oh, we probably need to buy some more masks. Like I want some cute ones and <laughs> if it's going to be here to stay. Fashion accessory. We've got a great picture of that at the, at the local mall. You can buy your mask that matches your outfit. That's right. And that's already the way it was in Asia for years. It's been that way and looks like it's heading this way. So.
our lemonade moment of the week. Well, our lemonade moment of the week is that now that we have this new order that we have to wear a mask in public, we are ready because our daughter Rachel ordered us from her friend some lovely lemonade mask. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, we are wearing them right now. We have on our lemonade mask. So we're ready so to go. It's, and if you're confused about what to get someone for their birthday, um, someone's <laughs> birthday is coming up soon in our family. I can't remember who's. Oh, yeah, it's yours, honey. Your no, Rachel's next. actually next. Oh, Rachel's next week. Yeah. Yep. And a great accessory, if you live in California, is some beautiful masks. That's right. Um, maybe we should sell these on our Etsy shop. Uh, I don't know. A little lemonade mask. Yeah, there you go. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org where you can leave questions and comments. Uh, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm -hmm.